Welcome to One Man Brand Radio with Ray Sagern, the radio show for entrepreneurs and business owners, leaders, and dreamers. Learn more at newsradioklbj.com and onemanbrandradio.com. Now, here's Ray. Yes, indeed. Here we are again, One Man Brand Radio on News Radio KLBJ. It's the voice of the entrepreneur. We're here Saturday mornings from 6 to 7. Thanks for being here. You can find us online, uh, websites, onemanbrandradio.com, social channels, as you might expect, at One Man Brand Radio. Find us on Twitter, on Facebook, uh, on Instagram. Guest this morning, my old buddy Ernest Quarter, who runs Red Rock Advertising here in Austin. Started off, what, almost 20 years ago as a one-man brand. So let me set this up without waxing your car entirely earnest, but you and I, have, you know, previous radio uh, radio warriors in the trenches is how we got started. And uh, I think when I first, when you and our, our paths first crossed would have been, well, if Facebook is any indication this morning, it was right around uh, when we did the 1995 101X Christmas in August party pictures on Facebook this, well, it was the throwback Thursday was a couple of days ago. What was it like seeing those pictures again, for starters? Oh, well, I had a lot more hair, number one. That was that was <laughs> nice to see. Um, that was fun. That was a great time. You know, we got to live like rock stars for a few years. It's, you know, nice to spend your 20s that way. Excellent. And, you know, 1995, I had just graduated from UT on the 10-year plan, so we're similar in rock and roll lifestyle, both guitar players. You're an Aggie, not going to hold that against you this morning, and you're also, would we say, more classically trained uh, in school? Because I got an RTF degree, man. What I learned about business, taught myself. Yeah, I've got a management degree, a classically trained, uh, sure. What does that mean at Texas A&M? Yeah, I I knew how to tap a keg really well (laughs) and and had some, you know, schooling along the way. So, 19 years in business, quarter marketing group is is what you started, and then, of course, it became Red Rock Advertising. Recently, you got nice space, you got clients all across the U.S., and God only knows where else by now and uh, you've got a unique perspective I think that uh, I'm interested to kind of get a peek in that big brain of yours uh, about where business is at where's marketing at how do you get results for clients what is it like working with clients long term building success we, we could go anywhere on this but why don't we just start right in the here and now 2017 what is Red Rock advertising who do you work with and give us a little snapshot of where your company's at yeah, we are a full-service advertising agency in the age when everybody's tried to specialize and go off and do one thing or another. We specialize in, in taking care of the entire brand for a company and directing the future of businesses, both in their marketing and their sales and their strategy, business strategy, the lot. If it has to do with them selling their product or service, then we help along the way. So you and I are kindred spirits in that regard. Here again, 20 years later, after the 101X heyday, uh, you and I uh, are in slightly different spins on the same business in that we've got rosters of clients, some big, some small that were involved. That gives you guys like you and me a unique perspective in that we have our own businesses that we can hold up, but our business is the business of helping other people grow their businesses. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and once you've done that with hundreds and hundreds of people, it, you see the patterns, you learn them, so you know you learn what people need to do before they know it, right? I know one of your biggest uh, success stories here in Austin is Twin Liquors, and we'll, we'll, I want to talk to you more about them here in a little bit. In second, probably in the second segment, we'll probably devote a good chunk of that to maybe the Twin Liquor story because it's just such an amazing success story that you know you were. I don't know if you're the architect of, but you're certainly right there uh, riding shotgun with that family, growing that business. But for all my listeners, so we can kind of set the stage, uh, who all are you working with? I know you've got, you've got some of the garden shows, uh, I believe, yeah? We've got a lot of local clients. We always call them the Austin iconic businesses. A lot of restaurants, people have been around a long time that you know. Uh, somebody like Twin Liquors, who's been around 80 years. 
Um, we work with the home and garden shows, a company called Show Technology out of San Antonio. We do 27 shows around the country for them, plus some other Christmas shows and other events. Uh, we work with the Round Rock Express, have for a number of years. Our largest client these days is a company called Hustler Turf. They manufacture zero-turn lawnmowers. Careful now. <laughs> yeah. They created the zero-turn lawnmower 52 years ago. Um, and this is an international company, one of the you know fastest-growing lawnmower companies, certainly in the world. So we handle you know things across the country and you know multiple countries even for them. Ernest Corder, Red Rock Advertising, my guest this morning on One Man Brand Radio. Tell me about the company. I know I got to come to your grand opening a few years back. I think you moved into some bigger, plush space with more employees. How many employees you got? And uh, we've got you? yeah, we've got sixteen employees right now. I still need to add. I mean, I need. I need 22 right now. It's all you're always behind where you need to be. Yeah. Running out of space, actually, where we're at right now. I've brought in some really good people recently, expanding the roster as we grow. We have 40 plus clients, so as an agency goes, we have a whole ton of clients and all kinds of retail to B2B to event spaces, um, you know, all kinds of businesses. What's the main thing? You've come across a lot of business owners through the years, and you work with a ton of them right now. You're busting at the seams yourself. What's the main thing in for success in business? There are a whole lot of main things that make businesses successful. I think something that we've always done as a business that has paid off, especially recently, that everybody's had to do is to be transparent. We started the agency because we were watching these agencies treat their clients really poorly and lie to them and, and cheat them and things like that and said, why do you have to do that? Everything we do is above the table. We say everything's in writing. Clients know exactly what we make, what we're doing, what we charge. So there's never any surprises and we're always transparent about it. I usually tell people in a first meeting we have is, look, we're going to be right 99% of the time. And I'm going to mess up every once in a while. And when I do, I'm going to tell you I messed up and I expect you to accept that and say, that's okay, and we're gonna move on because I'm gonna be honest about it. And that transparency has now in the digital age become, everything's transparent, you know everything that's going on. So you, you know people can't hide anything anymore. So we never had to worry about that because we were never you know, hiding anything in the first place. So I think transparency with your customers, with your employees, with your clients is extremely important and that's really benefited us. How important is tenacity and just plowing through? Because I know, man, those early days for me, you know, when I was the one-man army, right? Uh, one-man brand for sure, but that, that one-man army just plowing through, you know. Uh, and some of those days, they're hard, right? I mean, they're really hard. It's like, man, is this going to work? I, I don't, you know, ain't much of a safety net here. It's like, it's, you either got to get it done or, or fail. And failure is part of the entrepreneurial deal, whether it's you scrap a business and move on to the next, or you skin your knee really bad on making a mistake that costs you, and you learn from it, right? Yeah, I mean, that's the way almost every business owner has ever built businesses, right? Go back, read, think and grow rich, right? The biggest businesses ever, it's like, how many times do you fail before you make it work? But you just, the tenacity, you have to make it work, right? When you don't have a choice, when you get rid of all your other jobs, you have no income, it's like, this is going to work. I'd sink or swim and I'm going to swim. But, you know, 20 years later, we haven't given up on that tenacity. I'm working as hard as I ever did. And the, the smart business owners, the people I work with who are really successful, they're still working really hard. They've owned a business for 20 years, 30 years, and they're still going to work every day. And they're still in the trenches when they need to be in the trenches, right? Because, I mean, that good leader needs to also lead by example. 
and be able to show people and help people and help that newbie employee know what you know. So tenacity never ends. One Man Brand Radio, my guest this morning is Ernest Quarter, Red Rock Advertising. He's one of the really smart guys in this town doing it. He's one of the good guys doing it. So let's talk about that for a sec. You got all these 16 employees going around. How do you make sure that, you know, you built this business that's just like woven with your DNA, right? It's like, these are my values. This is how we're going to do it. How do you transfer the it to new employees and when you onboard them so that you make sure the culture of your company is consistent with what you built? Yeah, I think there's a certain amount of that that depends on the employees you bring in. You have to bring in people that are going to buy into that and they're going to want to do the same things. They have the same values. I can't make somebody have these values, right? But it's also why we get employees and then they stick for years and years because they find a place that they believe in those same values as well. If for us, it's being honest and it's being, you know, we don't ever want to be the biggest agency in the world. I don't care about that. We just want to be the best and we just want to have the most success for our clients. And our goal is always, it's not how much money we're making. It's not anything except for their success. And if as an agency, if you can have clients to be successful and then they stay with you forever and they refer all your other clients that you get come from your other clients, right? On referrals, that's the way you're successful. And so our employees, you know, how we keep it going, we find the right people that that's what they believe in too, that they have the same values that I have and that we built with this company. One Man Brand Radio, we're on News Radio KLBJ. Take our first break of the show and we'll come back and pick things up with Ernest Quarter next when One Man Brand Radio continues here on KLBJ. You're listening to One Man Brand Radio with Ray Sagern on News Radio KLBJ. Now, here's Ray. Yeah, we're back. One Man Brand Radio here on KLBJ. My guest this morning, Red Rock Advertising CEO Ernest Quarter, my old buddy from back in the day. We're veterans of the radio wars from in the trenches, mid 90s was the time we worked together. Also, erstwhile would-be guitar players. I saw a picture of a pretty fancy guitar you bought recently, right? Yeah, I uh, I bought a, a Mark Tremonti model PRS that I bought from Mark that he used to now, record. Now, PRS is Paul Reed Smith. This is a high-end, fancy, uh, oh, yeah, uh, this, this uh, thing higher-end is, guitar. And that Mark guitar Tremonti. makes me a better guitarist. <laughs> right. <laughs> and Mark Tremonti of Creed. Yeah, and, well, there's Alter Bridge, you know, is the <laughs> right. band that I like so much. We're but not anyway, going to hold they, the Creed against yeah. You know what? That, he played pretty good guitar in that band. They sold a lot of yeah, records. Yeah, he, so he, he made know. a few dollars on that yeah this was a guitar that uh, they did a new record and used 14 guitars on 14 songs to record the record and I bought one before they I picked out the one I wanted and then he used it to record a song on the record and then they named it after the song shipped very it off nice to me. you and I so. are also uh, perhaps abnormally fanatic King's X fans we, we also share that in King's X fan yes very good did you catch the show they came through last night to play Paris? No, I, I actually, I saw him a couple weeks ago. We went to NAM. Uh, Brady Woodall and I, who is my VP at Red Rock, we went to NAM and then they did a show one night and they got to, um, ran into Ty Tabor, got to talk to him mm-hmm. a little bit. And Doug, nice, of course, nice. ran into him a million times. You know, I years. saw pictures from my Tulsa guitar friends of that show saying it was a fine show. I hadn't seen him in a minute, but uh, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff here on One Man Brand Radio, Ernest Quarter, a veteran of the Rock Wars with me, the Rock Radio Wars early on but running a real successful business with Red Rock Advertising here in Austin for coming up on 20 years. And, you know, before we, we got on the air, you say 
I'm paraphrasing here, but I think what you said was the business changed more in the last 18 months than in the previous 18 years. Explain. Absolutely. Well, you know, the whole world has changed. Um, the way people get goods and services is changing, and it'll be different next month than it is right now. We've been around for 20 years. We wouldn't be around today if we wouldn't have made changes in the you know 2000s with getting into web and interactive, you know, whatever the latest thing is that clients need. We wouldn't be here today. And in the last two years, we've made dramatic changes and taken huge steps forward in the digital work that we provide, understanding that world, digital media, being able to, to know everything that comes out, because whatever we talk about today, it's different a month from now. And that's, you know, that last 18 months has changed so much. It has not changed the marketing principles. Marketing 101 is still the same as it always was. You have to have an, an emotional attachment. You have to offer a product that people want when they want to buy it at the price they want to buy it. And you have to be able to reach them. But how we reach them and how we talk to people has changed so much. So we've made gigantic changes in the last, um, in those 18 months and much more so than the previous 18 years. Those previous 18 years were easier. Mm -hmm. You know, it's getting a lot harder, but that's just the way it is adapt. One Man Brand Radio with Ernest Quarter, Red Rock Advertising. I'm your host, Ray Segern. And, you know, part of my story is uh, I actually kind of got a got a little side door into the advertising business, going to work for Roy H. Williams, Wizard of Ads, uh, best-selling author, worked for him for two years, and now he's a minority owner of my company. And, and I still trade on that Wizard of Ads umbrella. And, you know, when I went to work for him was 2004, the world was changing at such a fast pace there. And I remember him saying that he knew he had to be willing to reinvent himself personally, not to be the guy who hated hip hop, for example. And he's, and he's, 10, yeah. he's 10, 15 years older than, than you and I are. But uh, his touch point on it was he, he didn't want to be the guy who was get off my lawn when it came to hip hop. Right. How hard has it been? Has it been hard for you? Because I know it has been for me. And I could tell some of my story about it, too, to stay open minded, to stay forward thinking, to go, OK, I've got to be willing to reinvent myself. if I'm going to be relevant through this career. I want to. Yeah. I mean, in business reinvent myself all the time. Now, hip hop, I'm still not a hip hop fan. <laughs> and uh, I still like Kings X and my old bands from the you know right. 70s. But but business, yeah, I mean, you, you constantly have to reinvent yourself. And I think every business has to do that. We watch our clients that we've worked with. I mean, I have clients that we've worked with for 20 years, and they've been reinventing themselves for 20 years. And if you don't, you, you evolve or die, right? That's the way every business is. Think of the, the companies out there. I mean, what it, Blockbuster should have thought a little bit more about digital movie deliveries before they got knocked out of business. Sure. And, and, and another iconic example is Kodak could have been in the digital photography business instead and of the film business. And they should have been. They right? owned it, right? right. They, they could have. They could have owned it and they didn't because sure. they didn't have the forethought i believe to do what they needed to do one man brand radio with my guest Ernest quarter of red rock advertising one of your big success stories certainly long term i mean you're working with international companies so i don't know about size or revenue but certainly in terms of the growth trajectory and keeping a client for a long time iconic Austin businesses, twin liquors. Take me back to the beginning. Yeah. So, you know, when I started the agency, I was, it was a, a side business. I was still in radio and was referred over to David Jabor and Margaret Jabor at Twin Liquors. And at the time, I think they had four stores and that was 19 years ago. And so we were just, you know, doing some radio, doing a few things for them, but I've been working with them for 19 years and they have over 80 locations in six different markets now. Did you tell me that at some point that when you started working with them, 
that it actually wasn't even their full-time job. Yeah, David Jabor was still working at the bank at the time. Um, <laughs> you know, that's a huge success story. Um, family business. We work with a lot of family businesses. How many locations now? You started with four 20 years or 19 years ago. How many locations now? It's over 80. Wow. Is what we say. That's so, amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and they've, you know, their business has changed drastically and it's changing drastically right now. And and they're they're very smart people and they they roll with those changes to and we've seen competitors come in the market, uh, all kind, you know, there's all kinds of legal restrictions you have to deal with and we've been able to to persevere and they've been very successful. Um, we like to think we've been a, a good part of that and and I think we have. So One Man Brand Radio here with Ernest Core talking about Twin Liquors, your long-term client. So we could talk about the relationship between Twin Liquors and the marketplace, but let's talk about the relationship between Ernest, quarter marketing group that became Red Rock, has become Red Rock Advertising. You've kept this client 19 years. Now, I haven't been in business that long with my consulting business and ad agency, but I know that since for, for 13 years, you know, I've got clients that go back to my very first year, but not everybody's going to hang around forever. What, what's been the secret in that relationship of of keeping a big client like that, I guess obviously growing them to twenty times the size of where they were might help right. too. But, but in terms of the you know the client service and that relationship, that's applicable to people, not just guys like me and you who own ad agencies, but it's applicable to anybody who's in the trenches in some sort yeah. of customer relationship. Yeah, deal. you know what we never want to be as a vendor. You know, we always want to be a partner with our clients, especially, you know, where we're agency of record with somebody like somebody like Twin. And we're definitely partners with them. You know, we'd sit down and, and figure out what are we going to do this year? What kind of sales are we going to do? What's our promotion? Who's our target audience? How is this changing? What competitions come in? Where do we need to change? Where do we need to be better? Um, not only in advertising, let's come up with a better message, but the company as a whole, right? What do we need to be doing? How, how do we stay relevant? And so that partnership is why we have the strength in these long-term clients. They rely on us. We rely on them. We work great together, do all kinds of things with them. And, and sometimes, you know, maybe maybe we have an idea that's not the greatest and the next time we do. And it's, it's okay because in the end, we all have the same goal and that's their success. I've had a little bit of the dynamic and, and it's, it's fascinating to me, this idea of, oh, I think I've heard the term founders syndrome maybe it's not syndrome maybe that's the wrong word but it, but it's this idea of of succession of transition of building generational businesses which is not always a good idea to for the business to 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 go to the kids sometimes the kids don't have an interest sometimes the employees want to buy it sometimes the exit strategy is to sell and get out but i'm especially fascinated where you can create generational businesses. The coverts here in Austin are a great example of where you're talking about the, the next generation and the next generation that are running car business and very big, successful business. And I think you got a little bit of that mojo going with Twin Liquors too, right? Oh, absolutely. They're in fourth generation now. There's the saying that the second generation is fine. Once you get to a third generation, that's where problems start in businesses. And by fourth, they, they don't care. But that's it, that's very different in Twin and a lot of the companies we work with. I think that's the founders of that company mm-hmm. and, and them being able to pass on their values to their kids and then their kids or, or whatever family members. To, I believe to keep that's that the value. biggest predictor because you also hear it skips a generation or whatever. I've definitely seen examples of the companies I've worked with where the second generation was not made of the same stuff. They didn't have the same drive or determination as mom or dad or mom and pop. We've moved on dad. from clients that had that oh, situation yeah. going because it just, you know, when those values go and it's, uh, and maybe it depends on how much success and where were they born in that period of success. But I don't know. I think it's, 
I mean, that's about parenting, maybe, you know, Might that's be. about um, passing on values to your kids mm-hmm. so that they don't, uh, e- even if they're born with a silver spoon in the mouth, so that they don't act like it. It's one man brand radio here on News Radio KLBJ. You got kids. Are they showing any interest in your family business? Not necessarily. I got one son going off to college next year. My kids are 18, 15, and Mm-hmm. and six. So we'll see about the third child, but um, not necessarily. First one's going off to business school. We'll see. You know, I've always told them that, yeah, they could come to work for me someday, but they're not coming in as the vice president of the company. They'd yeah. be starting where everybody nice. else would be starting if, if they have the interest and they're going to have to interview for the position. So I've got a daughter at Duke University who's studying marketing, and I'm pretty sure I'm paying a ton of money for her to major in Snapchat is what it feels like yeah. on some days. Uh, I got a 13-year-old daughter uh, who actually... Uh, uh, does want to come up and hang around dad and learn about it. Who, who knows where kids go anyway, right? But I think the thing that, that I've learned, one of the things that's universal maybe in this idea of family businesses and generational transition, there's an affinity group for jewelers called Skull & Company, S-C-U-L-L. And uh, through the years, I've had multiple jewelers that have been members of Skull & Company, right? And one of the things they that I see as a recurring pattern is when you've got kids that are interested in business, they have to go work for one of the other mastermind. You know, they got 12 businesses in a mastermind, right? Uh, they've kind of got this reciprocal arrangement where when somebody's kids coming up, they got to go work at one of the other companies in another city That's for fantastic. a couple we of years. That's fantastic. We should do that for ad agencies. Before That'd they be come back in. Maybe, hey, maybe yeah. this is where we start on this today. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I've even told, <laughs> I've said that about my kids. It's like, I'd actually rather them go work for somebody else for a few years before they'd come to work for me. And maybe they can bring something new to the table. It's One Man Brand Radio. My guest this morning is Ernest Quarter. Ernest runs a successful ad agency here in Austin, and we've got deep radio roots. Tell you what, Ernest, let's take a quick break. One Man Brand Radio continues this morning after the news here on News Radio, KLBJ. You're listening to One Man Brand Radio with Ray Sagern on News Radio KLBJ. Now, here's Ray. This is One Man Brand Radio on News Radio KLBJ. Guest this morning is Ernest Quarter, my old buddy Ernest Quarter, and we've talked a lot about entrepreneurship already. While we're riffing on the good old days, and if you missed it earlier, Ernest and I worked together, uh, oh, in a couple of different radio iterations, and we're of a like mind sort of about that, uh, you know, living the lifestyle, and we got into working for those stations because... We wanted to be guitar players. We wanted yeah. to be in the sea, right? Yeah, exactly. or that was the next evolution of wherever each of us were. But what did you learn back in those days, Ernest? Uh, early on, you're moonlighting in the daylight. You're selling AC radio to, as sort of a safety net, but you want to build your own thing. You got the entrepreneurial itch, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, when when we started in radio, when you know, you and I started originally in radio, it was kind of it was mom and pops. You know, I worked for Clear Channel when they had like six stations. I think it right. was kind of like WKRP at the time. And uh, um, and then when corporate took over, like I was working over at, at Magic and uh, CBS bought it out at the time, and it was just all kinds of paperwork started coming in. You know, sign this document that says these are our clients, not your clients. Uh, and when I started seeing that, and I already had the side thing going, it was like, you know, time to time to do it on my own. Let's go back to the late great Z one hundred two for a second. Mm-hmm. So we weren't there at the same time. You right. know, my era was night late eighty nine through ninety, not quite to ninety one. One of my pivotal radio experiences was being in that control room the day Stevie Ray Vaughan died. Hmm. And Jim Jones, the PD, called everybody together. Oh, we can't play any songs with helicopters in them. And uh, I just remember the intensity of being uh, 
low man on the totem pole intern yeah. you know not even getting paid right give me a good story from z102 uh, uh and make it a good one a good one oh my gosh z102 stories um you know that was like that that old school radio thing it was literally like being at wkrp you walked in the front door and there were these big giant wooden desks in the big open room and you know a little control room with a little light up in the corner that's Bo on the air bowen bama in the morning yeah it was them and we had a um, driver. On Mike the, driver. That's driver. That's driver. Yeah, that's driver. Um, Who's in Lubbock? Still, still doing. Really? It. Yeah. Cool. He's, he's he's working for K. Well, that was uh, that yeah. was. I remember they were getting rid of LPs at the time, and so it was. Uh, I remember they had this big stack of vinyl, and all the DJs got to go through it first, and then the salespeople got their pick after that. But I still have a bunch of those old albums that have like notes on it from the DJs. Like oh, there's I a skip it. on you know this yeah. song at this point. Yeah. One man brand radio. Ernest Quarter. Red Rock Advertising is the company, but in the early days, scrapping it, it was Quarter Marketing Group. Consummate one man brand. Your last name. Yeah. On the truck, on the sign. Well, you didn't have a truck, I guess, with the name. Right. You did, may not have had a sign either. No. But still, you're, you're putting your name, your reputation on the line when you start a company, especially if your last names are, right? right. Quarter market, Segger Systems, whatever, right? right. Um, tell me about your thoughts on that, about how you carry your reputation out there and go build something for yourself after so many years of working for the for the man. I never really had a problem thinking about doing it on my own. I, when I was in radio, I always wrote my own scripts, came up with my own ideas. I don't know if it's, if it's a trust factor or just control factor, right? I mean, I knew what I wanted for my clients. And I think, you know, when I was at radio stations, I always went from station to station. All my clients just followed me. So it was naturally that when I, when I started the agency, they just kind of came with me. And I always wanted to be able to help the businesses in a lot more ways, right? I mean, when I was selling a radio ad, I could only help them with this one radio station. And it's like, well, maybe radio is not even the right thing, right? Maybe, maybe you don't even need to be advertising. Maybe you just need some kind of sales help or something like that. So being able to help clients with everything was so much more powerful and worked so much better. As far as me doing, you know, when you talk about that one-man brand, I was a one-man band for about four years. You know, I did a side project and then had you know, two or three years where I was just working from home, doing it on my own. Great thing about that, I mean, two, two good things. If you can start a business without debt, it helps you a heck of a lot, right? Mm -hmm. So that you're never, you're never just chasing that bill you got to pay. And number two, I learned to do everything. You know, I went back to school, was doing print ads. I learned how to direct TV ads. You know, we end up buying cameras and shooting all our own ads, you know, writing everything, scripts, media buying, every kind, you know, you know the first TV ads I ever bought, I just basically called up TV stations and said, hey guys, help me out. You know, mm -hmm. let's learn how to do this. So it's, it's kind of interesting. I never did the typical agency thing where you go to work, you know, as the low man on the totem pole at agency and bounce around until you learn enough and then you go off and start your own thing. Good and bad about that. You know, over the years, we've brought a lot of people into our agency that have been able to bring in that big agency experience and, and their processes and things like that. But I never really wanted to be like everybody else. Ernest Corder, Red Rock Advertising here in Austin is my guest this morning on One Man Brand Radio. So let's do that hard veer back to the present and the future. And I guess actually to set it up, oh, what was it, two or three years ago, I came to the, the grand opening you had for your new space, uh, which is plush and big and you got all these employees running around and all that. So you talked about being the one man brand or band, starting it up, you do everything yourself. And I admired the honesty about yeah, maybe a little control, you know, issue in there too. But how do you go from that with now with so many employees? That requires a different skill set. That requires being a good leader. That requires a lot of different things that you don't have to do when you're the just just uh, the guy 
guy doing it, the one-man army. Yeah, I don't know if every business owner has this problem at some point where you you end up getting busy enough that you have to share responsibilities. You have to trust your employees to to represent you and your company as you would, right? And maybe they'll never do it quite the same as as you do, but you have to, you know, you have to train people to to be the mini me's out there representing that company and doing good for you. And that's really hard to let go of those things. And I think some of my employees, and we've got a lot of long-term employees helped me do that. They were like, come on, Ernest, you just, you got to let it go, man. Let, let this person do what they need to do and let them sink or swim. And sometimes you have to do that, yeah. right? And support and lead rather than just doing everything for them. And there's no way we could do what we do today if I was trying to do it all myself. So at some point, I think every business has got to let go a little bit and trust. Sure. I'll say a couple of things. One, I've learned recently, because that's been a struggle for me with what, six employees now. Uh, it, it is a constant thing for me. And I heard recently, um, find the things that someone else can do 80 to 90% as well as you and let and offload those, delegate with deadlines. But there's a lot in our world where the business owner has invested in earnest or Ray working with clients. It's more than just a task that a B minus would be acceptable at. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, there's that's the nothing, part I struggle yeah. with still. Is like, no, no, no. They hired me for A plus. They hired right. for ninety. I was gonna say I have trouble with A minuses. That's not, that's yeah. not a win. You know. Yeah. Um. You know. You yeah. You want people. It's like, what does everybody do? That's you know eighty to ninety percent of of what you do. But I never have accepted that. And we've now gotten to the point where I'm trying to hire people that are a lot better than me in certain things too. Right? Because I can't do everything. Yeah. I'm certainly not doing. I mean, I haven't designed any since Cork Express was around uh, <laughs> myself. So, and I have no intention of ever doing that again, because there's a lot of people that are a lot better than me that we've hired to do that. It's One Man Brand Radio. We're up against a break. We'll come back, wrap things up, talk about the future of marketing, the future of business, and maybe even a little bit of that letting your people fail. We'll talk about all that and more when One Man Brand Radio continues here on News Radio KLBJ. You're listening to One Man Brand Radio with Ray Sagern on News Radio KLBJ. Now, here's Ray. All right, we're back to wrap things up for One Man Brand Radio. Got Ernest Quarter from Red Rock Advertising is my guest. In that last segment, Ernest, you were talking about letting people fail, letting your people fail. Man, I have a hard time with that, man. How do you how do you do that? You, you know, and it's part of my control freak thing, but boy, that's that really is where the opportunity to grow where you can, I don't know, you tell me. Well, you know, it's let them fail, but not let them fail like publicly, right? <laughs> um, you know, I mean, you give people a chance to do things if they come to you and it, it's, and it's not, and it didn't work right, right? Before it gets to the client, we make sure it's right. But yeah, you have to give people the opportunity instead of just having all the ideas for them. At some point, you've got to, and I know my employees will probably listen to this and be like, yeah, Ernest, right? You know, when you let us do that. But it's a, I'm a lot better at it than I used to be. That you got to give people a chance. You got to let them grow too, because you can't do it all yourself and you can't do it all forever. One Man Brand Radio with Ernest Quarter. So, you know, we've been friends for 20 years, worked alongside each other in the radio wars. Uh, I ended up in the same business that you're in. Uh, and I think maybe if, as we compare and contrast a little bit, I made a choice. Um, with some good and some bad come to find out in it to, to, to specialize in certain industries you sort of didn't do that 
Yeah, you know, there's a, a guy named David Baker who's I've gone to a number of his uh, seminars and consulting. He works with ad agencies, and his whole thing is specialized. Find your one thing you're good at, your one vertical. You're either the pay-per-click guy or you're the guy that works with credit unions, right? Whatever your specialty is and become that, and everybody across the country will want to work with you. And for me, it was home service companies, heating and air conditioning, plumbing, roofing, and electrical. It's probably 80% of my client Because roster. you know the vertical so well, right? We did that in the 2000s. We were working with, we had over 60 markets of med spas and cosmetic surgeons and uh, these doctors we were working with. And we were absolutely the specialist in the entire country for that industry. I hated it. I hated just doing one thing. Mm-hmm. Now, we were really good at it, mm-hmm. but it's just not something I wanted to do. And when the crash in 2008, we, it would have taken us under if that's all we had done, too, in right. that specialization. So just like people in investing, they say, diversify the portfolio. You made a conscious decision. We're not going to get pigeonholed as Yeah, this. and we still, you know, over. I mean, we've worked with 100-plus restaurants. That's, you know, obviously a specialty. We do a lot of event marketing, uh, sports, concerts, those kind of things. And so we're really good at that. We understand that. And different industries, you can see what works in one and maybe it works in another. We just never really wanted to go there. I mean, we specialize in being that brand ambassador and the one that brings it all together. Because I can go hire somebody to do any individual coding or some kind of special work, right? But somebody's got to understand that that brand and all of its facets. It's probably the fastest way to growing a business and being really successful is finding that really small niche and exploiting that. It's just not really what we decided. It's it wasn't our wasn't our goal. One man brand radio, news radio KLBJ. My guest this morning is Ernest Quarter. He's the president of Red Rock Advertising. You know, at that point about essentially what you're talking about is reinvention, that you've reinvented yourself through the years. And, you know, in that specialization vein, I find myself kind of at a crossroads on that right now. Part of why I wanted to start a radio show. I'm finding myself pulling back and working with a musical artist, Ian Moore, who's got a lot of lot of renown around here. I find myself wanting to diversify intentionally just because uh, I think there's guys like us, man, there's that need to... I don't know, figure out what's next, right? Yeah. Well, here's an idea for you. So we haven't even talked about this, but so, you know, I own Red Rock, which is our hub, bigger ad agency. I have another partner four years ago. We started another ad agency. It's called Fearworm, And we only work with haunted houses and businesses in the haunted Oh, I love it. in the haunt industry. Yeah, I love that it. That is a specialization industry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We went to, you know, Transworld, which is the big conference, had a booth. Uh, we have 15 markets worth of Haunted houses we work with mm-hmm. now. What's the one you uh, work with here in Austin? Uh, we don't have one. Don't have one. Here here in mm-hmm. Austin, no. But, you know, it's been successful. It's fun. It's not successful like Red Rock's going to be. That's a very specialized you know. But this, is this is this coming out of just an opportunity to work with that guy? Is it your love of haunted houses? No, it's not my love of haunted houses at all. I have, <laughs> um, I have you know, a partner that's in that kind of genre. And then, uh, and then event marketing. You know, we do a lot of event marketing. Here's what it was. When we started talking about it, I, I don't remember what the number is, but I did a little research into how much money was being spent on Halloween. And I got the number and it was some, you know, huge millions and millions of dollars spent every year on costumes for dogs and cats. Wow. And I'm like, okay, if $100 million a year is spent on costumes for dogs and cats, there's an industry here, right? And and we've been successful with it, and it's fun. My vice president, Brady Woodall at Red Rock, he and I recently started a company called Backbeat Digital, which is just digital marketing to the music industry, to the musical equipment industry, which is why we were at NAMM gotcha. you know, a month ago doing that. So that specialty thing we see being as like, yeah, it can be a little offshoot. You can do things here or there. Sure. Uh, we don't really have time for it. We do it anyway. And it's fun too, right? When you've been doing it for a while, it's kind of fun to do that. But I don't want to affect Red Rock. I don't want Red Rock to be that, you know, the the fear worm 
agency, but you know, it's it's fun. One Man Brand Radio with Ernest Quarter. Talk to me about the future of selling, the future of marketing. You know, I think the future of marketing and the future of selling is ex- in some ways exactly the same as it was 50 years ago, right? I mean, selling is all about earning trust. It's not about pulling the wool over somebody's eyes. It's about being honest and transparent. But the vehicle maybe that you do it in is different these days. You have your radio show, but it's also online, and there's probably more people listening sure. to it online yep. because they can listen to it whenever they want to, right? That's right. Whenever they want to refer to it. Yep. And I always believe that that selling is every person in every organization is a salesperson. From the first person who answers your phone, they better give a good impression. And my basis on selling has always been sharing of knowledge. You know, if we go on a new business pitch, my goal is always to walk away from that pitch that we'll, we'll give them some something that they can use. Whether they hire us or not, it's some idea that, hey, you should do such and such with your business or mm-hmm. give them some ideas. Right. And that's fine because eventually it comes back to you. You know, we, we've always been this very long term sales cycle, like eventually somebody's going to open up another business or something right. else is going to happen and, and, you know, and they'll come back to us. But that sharing of knowledge, something that you do, right? I mean, that's what you're doing with this radio show. hundred percent. As you're sharing your yeah. knowledge and your yeah. experience and, and my knowledge and your other, your other guests, it's what you do when you go do a Ted talk or when you're, you know, doing one of your, your speeches or, or, or talks. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think we do hardly any, you know, we've got some affinity groups where we have an arrangement with, Success Group International is a great one. 1,500 highly operationally excellent companies in that vertical that we talked about. And so occasionally, twice a year, we go stand on stage and we write an article in their column. But very little is, hey, buddy, can I help you with your business? It's more about, hey, we're here. If you need us, you know where we are, which is really pure branding. Yeah, we did at Trans, for my other company, for Fearworm, we go to this big conference every year up in St. Louis and we do a a seminar. And every year it's like, what's the latest, newest thing you're going to see this year that's going to be the digital marketing thing that's out there? And last year we did it and I did this whole hour and I'm up there talking about all, you know, mobile device ID targeting or whatever it was. And somebody said, well, you know, where can we find this? And I said, well, you know, you, you, there's, you know, people out there that sell it, you know, maybe your ad agency or maybe what. And then my partner finally said, hey, hey, Ernest, you know, we offer this, you know, <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, and we offer it, too. Right. But I think the value is just give people they appreciate that. Right. People want to learn something. They want actionable items. Give people information and help them and they'll come back to you. It's One Man Brand Radio. Ernest Quarter is my guest this morning. So it's a couple of guys in our 40s, right, uh, looking to the future. Tell me what your goals are. What, are. what are the goals for Ernest? What are the goals for Red Rock Advertising as we, you know... Uh I don't know about you, but I've got an idea of how many years I want to work, and it's it's a lot of them still, just because uh, for me the work's the thing, you know. And whether well, you and it's I work- both have a young children, so we don't have a choice. That's true. That's true. Absolutely on that too. And it turns out being in your your late forties is a good time to chase around a toddler. Yeah. Well, you know what to do now. <laughs> right. It give you some exercise. It, it, it absolutely keeps you young and all that. But yeah. so for me, I you know I definitely have an idea that. Uh, I'm going to be working a lot of years. I'm, to me, it's not about sell the business and go play golf. I mean, that's just not how I'm wired. I would rather, you know, for me, it's like finding an artist to work with or maybe launching a boutique vinyl record label. You know, I think you and I are the same thing. I'd never stop working, probably, um, e- even if I did, right? If I sold the business, I'd find something else to do. I always find something else to do. Well, it's not um, even the business. It turns out you got like four or five businesses floating yeah. around over there. Well, I mean, but the, you know, but that's, if, if that's a passion and, and you like doing these things and you like seeing the, the success for your clients and like uh, a client 
told me one time, it's like, and somebody was, you know, doing really well, making a lot of money. And he said, well, the money doesn't matter so much anymore. Now it's, it's just like, a, it's like a game. Let's see how, let's see how big we can grow this business. Let's see how many employees we can get. Let's see how we can, how much, you know, that gross dollar figure is just kind of like a game, not saying that lightly, but mm-hmm. you know, I mean, most of the business owners that I know, they really like employing people and they like seeing them buy houses and have kids and build families. And, and the thing you're able to build as a company that helps these other people is, and it's not altruistic, right? I mean, you, you, you own a business to, to make a living and grow this business or make money, right? I call We're it the pyramid effect. And money. I learned it a few years ago. I became, I mean, I knew it. I think on a tacit level, I got that this was going on, but very consciously, very explicitly, a few years ago, I realized I've got ca- collaborations with a handful of business partners in different, on different accounts, and I've got employees. And every single one of my 30 plus clients have five employees or 300 employees. And in some way, we're putting our fingerprints on so many lives, so many families, so many dreams that go way past anything you There's and I a huge do. responsibility with that, too. Absolutely. Give me your thoughts on that. I mean, it, it, it actually puts pressure. I mean, I think it is a big responsibility because, you know, if, if you've only been the employee and not the employer, you've got a, maybe a different mindset in the way you look at who that employer is. But, you know, it becomes very important. I, w- I want people to be successful, and, and you do have a responsibility to them, to not only to the people who work directly for me, but everybody else I work with and my clients and, and their employees employees too, right? You do feel a responsibility to to make sure they're successful so that continues for them so that they get to decide what they want to do in 15 years when they retire 20 years, not have it decided for them. Get you out of here on this one, Ernest. Ernest Corder from Red Rock Advertising, my long-term, my long-time buddy, uh, for a veteran of the radio wars from the 90s, and we're both in the same business uh, doing our own thing. But definitely one of the more interesting interviews here on One Man Brand Radio, but I'll get you out of here on this, Ernest. Collaboration is such a big part of what we do. We collaborate with our clients uh, uh, where we have multiple you know, businesses going on, your business partners and all that. What's the key to making collaboration work? Because sometimes it can be clunky and circuitous and, and, and painful, but when it happens, boy, it's a beautiful thing. Well, everybody's got to know it's always got to be a win-win, right? Before I came here, I was having a meeting with the SEO guy we work with, right? We do a certain amount of SEO, and then there's a whole other side of the brain that I don't even understand that that that's fine, right? They can they can go do that. And it's and we were talking about, and he was gonna he was asking for my help on some other business that he's working on, so that he could send some business our way. But it's got to be a win win, right? He makes some money, we make some money. The client site does better, they make more money. Everybody's happy. Collaboration always has to be a, a two-way street. We even look at that like when we're dealing with our media reps. We've got a lot of reps, especially in this town we worked with for 10, 20 years. They've got to hit their goals and they got to do what they need to do too. And we both have to, to win on this. And when you do, that's when you really get the synergy and the added value. So collaboration, you know, the one plus one equals three. That's where you got to get when you collaborate with partners. Ernest Corder, our guest this morning on One Man Brand Radio. Thanks for being here, bud. I really enjoyed it. Before we get out of here, just want to say thanks to all the people behind the scenes who help make the show possible. Sweet Jack Anderson pulls the show together. Technically, we've got our producers, Deanna Vaughn and Monica Ballard and Carol Carnes. I'm Ray Seger and your host. Always appreciate your feedback at One Man Brand Radio, and we'll catch you back here next Saturday morning for another edition of One Man Brand Radio from News Radio KLBJ.